Recording in progress. Okay, we're up to the Mishnah and Daf Lamed Zayin Abed Aleph. Mishnah says like this: Shar Shuhu Muid Laminoi. If an ox is a muid regarding its own species, meaning an ox only gores ox, ve'ene muid l'she'ene minoi, but it does not gore other species. So the halacha is muid uh, or. So it only gores an ox and it doesn't gore goats, let's say. Or muad la'adam, or an ox that's a muad for people. Ve'ena muad la'behema, but it doesn't gore other animals. Or muad la'ketanim, or an ox that's a muad regarding small animals, small calves. Ve'ena muad la'gdailim, but it doesn't attack mature calves of the same species. So what's the rule? Eshu muad la'i, that which it's a muad for, mishalim nezek shalom. She'ena muad la'i, mishalim chazi nezek. So if it's a muad for oxen and not for goats... So, if it attacks an ox, it's a mood. If it attacks a goat, it's chatzin nezek. Amr lefnei Rav Yehuda. They said to Rav Yehuda, "Harez emud l'shabbosus." Let's say a mood. Let's say it's only a mood. It only attacks on Shabbos, but it doesn't attack during the weekday, even when it has opportunities. Vein emud l'chal. So, Amr lehem l'shabbosus mishalom nezek shalim l'meisachal mishalom chatzin nezek. So he said. So the halach is. If it attacks on Shabbos, you pay Nezek Shalom. If it attacks during the week, it's Chatzin Nezek. Emasai Hutam. When is this animal a Tam? Meaning, when does it revert back to a Tam? It has to go three Shabbosim. If it's a Muad for Shabbos, for it to become a Tam, it has to go three Shabbosim of not attacking. So now, here's what the basic premise of the first Amid is going to be dealing with. There's two ways to read this Mishnah. The Mishnah said a couple cases, but it's basically the same premise. A Muad, an ox is a Muad for its species. And it's not a muid for the she'ena There's two ways to read this. You can read it with a vav or without a vav. Now, this is very important. The first way to read is with a vav, let's say, which means an ox that's a muid regarding its own species. And we know it's not a muid for goats, meaning we know it's a muid for oxen. We know it's not a muid for goat. What's the halacha? So it's a muid for oxen, not for goats, meaning I know it. If I don't know it, if I let's say all I know is that it's a mood for oxen, I have to assume it's mood for all species. So stum, once it's a mood for one species, stum is all species. And the same thing, if it's a mood for ketanim, and I know it's not a mood, meaning if I'm not sure, then I assume ketanim, then gedolim as well. And adam, it's a mood for adam, and I know it's not a mood for behema. I know all this information. The other way to read is without a vav, which is, it's not telling you the premise of the shayla, it's telling you a psak. Meaning, muid, if an animal is muid for one species, enoi muid lebehemacheres. It is not a muid. Meaning, standard knowledge, if you're not sure, if you just know that it's a muid for one species, it is not muid for another species. It's not telling you the information. It's not saying, I know it's a muid for cows and not for, uh, for oxen and not for goats. No, it's saying, if it's a muid for oxen, it is not a muid for goats. It's telling you a psak. So, Itmar, Rav Zvid, Amr, Zemachalik, had to read this Mishra. Rav Zvid said, muud tanan. Meaning, I have all the information. It's not telling me a psak, it's telling you a case. It's a muud for oxen, and it's not a muud for goat. I know this. If I wasn't, if I didn't know this, I would say that it's a muud for oxen, it's a muud for everything. Rav Papa says, no, muud tanan, it's a psak. If it's a muud for oxen, it is not a muud for goats. The fundamental difference between the things is, again, according to Rav Papa, it's telling you a psak. Every case is telling you upsak. That is, it's a mood for oxen, it's not a mood for goats. If it's a mood for small, it's not a mood for big. If it's a mood for people, it's not a mood for behemoths. According to Rev Zvid, it's not telling you upsak. It's telling you a case, and you can infer from it, if it's a mood for oxen, and I know it's not a mood for goats, 
What's the halacha? So it's a mood for axe and afagos. What's the purpose of each case? Each case is to tell you the inference, which is, I know it's a mood for axe and I know it's not a mood for goats. If I wasn't sure, it would be a problem. Stoma is an issue. That's the fundamental difference in Razvid and Rav, Rav Papa. Razvid, Omar ve'enoi mood, tanan, ha stoma have a mood. The implication is that if you're not sure, you assume it's a mood. That's the case is, I know it's not a mood. Rav Papa, Omar, enoi mood, tanan, the stoma loy have a mood. Rav Papa disagrees. He says, no, 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 no. I'm, it's a psak. A mood for oxen is not a mood for goats. Rav Zvid Dayak Meseifa, Rav Papa Dayak Meresha. They both got it from different aspects of the Mishnah. Let's start with Rav Zvid. Again, Rav Zvid's point is it's ve'enoi, which means it's a mood for oxen and it's not a mood for goats. I know all the information. I know it's a mood for oxen and I know it's not a mood for goats. But if I didn't know stoma, it's a problem. How did he see this from? He saw it from the following thing. There's a couple cases in the Mishnah. I think there's three cases in the Mishnah. Rav Zvid Dayak Meseifa, from the end of the Mishnah. Tiktani mood l'ktanim, enay mood l'gdalim, right? Again, according to Rav Papa, it's a psak. A muad for one species is not a muad for another species. A mu- stam is not. A muad for ketanim is not a muad for gedolim. A muad for people is not a muad for behema. So that's where power of Papa looks at. Razid doesn't look at it that way. Why? Razid says, The end of the mission is that if it's a mood for Ketanim, and it's not a mood for Ketanim, So according to Razid, what's the point of each case? Each case is to tell you, this is the information you have. If you didn't have this information, Stama is a problem. So therefore, it's telling you like this. According to Razid, it's not telling you Psakim, it's telling you inferences, which means a mood for Ketanim, if all you know is a mood for Ketanim, it's a problem. If you know it's not a mood for Ketanim, fine. If it's a mood for people, it's a problem. Unless you know it's not a mood for for behemoths. Then it makes sense. Hakam Ashmalan, so what's the Chiddush of the Mishnah? So, okay, it makes sense. It's telling you if it's a, a mood for a, a, one species, Stama is a mood for other species. A mood for Ketanim, Stama is a mood for Ketanim. Fine, it makes sense. But if you look at a Rav Papa, it's telling you Psakim. Meaning, according to Rav Papa, these are the three cases. A mood for one species is not a mood for another species. A mood for Ketanim is not a mood for Gedalim. The Gemara says, what's the Chiddush in that? The Gemara says like this, once I know that a mood for one species is not a mood for another species, don't I naturally know that a mood for Ketanim is not a mood for Gedalim? The Gemara says, if I'm telling you, so what's the, according to Rav Papa, what's the two cases, the first two cases of the Mishnah? An animal attacks small cows, it is not necessarily a mood for small oxen of different species. And what's the second case? The second Chiddush is, if an animal attacks a small cow, it's not a mood for big cows. Well, if I know a small cow to small oxen is not a mood, isn't it posh that a small cow to a big big cow is not a mood? What's the Chiddush? That's the problem. Rav Papa responds, Rav Papa Amrlach, no, it's there. So, G'day, G'mina, Hayil, Paritz, Be'i, Vahumin, Paritz, Be'i, Loishna, G'day, L'mdi, De'i, V'leishna, K'tanim, D'day, K'mashon, D'lo, have a mood. Rav Papa says, I think it's a big Chiddush, why? And the first case is it's a mood for small uh, uh, one species is not necessarily a mood for other species. The question is, once I know that, isn't it posh that a mood for a small animal uh, uh, is is not a, is not a mood for a big animal? The answer is not necessarily. Or, or what's the first case? It's a mood for oxen. It means it's not necessarily a mood for goats. Okay, because it attacks oxen, not goats. The second Kiddush is that if it's a mood for small oxen, it's definitely, it's not a mood for big oxen. Whereas in that portion, it says no. Once it attacks oxen, you're right, I don't think it'll attack goats, but maybe it'll attack all types, all types of ox.
regardless of the size. Therefore, the Chiddush is, no, once it's a mood for one, it does not necessarily mean it's a mood for the other. Rav Papa Dayik Meresha, Rav Papa is Medayik, Rav Papa understands that it's a Pesach from the other part of the Meshach, why? Deitani mood la'adam, ene mood it says that if you're a mood for a person, you are not a mood for behema. According to Rav Papa, it's a psak. Rav Papa says, I think it makes a lot of sense, the way I read it. A mood for a person is not necessarily a mood for behema. That's a big chiddush. If it's willing to attack a person, I would think it's willing to attack a person. That's a big chiddush. But if you're telling me that it's not a psak, and stama is a problem, but I happen to know it's not a mood, According to Rizvid, the evolution of the Mishnah is pretty strange. Again, the evolution of the Mishnah according to Rizvid is if it's a mood for one species, it's generally a mood for another species, unless you know otherwise. If it's a mood for a small, it's a mood for a big. Okay, And then the last Chiddush of the Mishnah is that if it's a mood for a person, it's a mood for a, for a behemoth as well. Yeah, once I know that if it's a mood for ox, it's a mood for a goat. If it's a mood for a person, it's definitely a mood for, for an animal. I mean, according to Razvid, what's the chiddush of this? If it's a mood for a person, it's going to be a mood for a, a, an animal unless you know otherwise. Yeah, it's Pasha. So the Gemara says, Razvid understands the Mishnah as being a different case. Razvid said that the beginning of the Mishnah is not talking about what you thought. Beginning of the Mishnah, that that case of the Mishnah of Muad La Adam, Loy have Muad La Behema, is not the standard case. Right? The standard case you think is it's a Muad for a person, is a Muad for a Behema, unless you know otherwise. The cash is, it's pretty posh. So the answer is no. This is called Chazara, meaning the case is as follows The animal became a Muad for, for people and for animals. So it's a Muad for both categories then it stopped attacking animals. We don't know whether it attacked people, it stopped attacking animals. The question is, is it a tom for animals? Do we say, well, from the category of animals, it stopped attacking, so it's a tom. Or do you say, no, once it became a muad for people, to lose the status of muad, you have to stop attacking everything. So the Gemara says, going to have a muad la adam muad la the case of Razvid, the way he understands the case is as follows. It's a muad for people and for behemoths, and it stopped goring animals. Because it saw animals three times it didn't attack. But it did not stop attacking people. So you might think in the Chiddush is that if it stopped attacking animals, it, it's no longer a mood for animals, even though it's a mood for people. You might think, since the animal has not stopped attacking people. It's still a mood. The Chiddush of that Gemara, when it says that a mood for Adam is meaning that the two sugis are unrelated, it's specifically talking about this case. And the Chiddush is that if it stopped becoming a mood for Behema, then that's it. It's not a mood for Behema, even though it's still a mood for people. Okay. Now we're going to reject Rivzvid. Again, according to Rivzvid, it's a standard, it's telling you uh, you know all the information. It's not a psak. It's telling you it's a mood for people, and I know it's not a mood for behema. So here's the kasha. Sumchis disagrees with our Mishnah. Sumchis says, mood la'adam, mood Sumchis says, if it's a mood for people, it's definitely mood for a behema. Umad la'adam, mood la'behema, like kol shekein, mechlav the tanakami, and a mood kamer. Meaning, according to his vid, 
Yeah, the main machal in Rezun or Papa is if it's a mood for one and I don't know what it is for the other, what is the halacha? Rav Papa says it is not a mood for something else. Rezud said, yes, it is, unless you know the other, unless you know all the information. So according to Rezud, if it's a mood for people, it is a mood for behemah, unless you know otherwise. The problem is that's sumchas ishita. So what's the machal I mean, if the Tanakhama feels, mood la adam, have a mood la behemah, unless you know otherwise. That's what Sumchas says. So what's the machalikas of Rabbanu Sumchas? So Amalekh Razud Razud responds, Sumchas Achazarikoy. The case that Sumchas was addressing was not the standardized case. You're right. If it's a muid for a Adam, it is naturally a muid for Behema. What's the machalikas Sumchas in the Rabbana? The machalikas Sumchas in the Rabbana is the case that we had before, which is it was a muid for people and for animals, and then it stopped attacking animals. But it's still attacking people. The Tana Kama feels that because it stopped attacking animals, it's no longer a muid for animals. But the Sumchus disagrees. So that Machlekes is not about the standardized case. It's specifically in that spe- specific case. Okay. The Gemara now re- uh, uh, the Gemara re- rejects of Papa. Again, according to Rav Papa, it's not telling you a case. It's telling you a psak. Here's the problem. Read the end of the mission now, according to Rav Papa. Amr lifnei Rav Yehuda. The students of Rav Yehuda said to Rav Yehuda, "Harezem mula Shabbosus. If it's a mood for Shabbos, ve'ena mudli ma'isachal, and it's not a mood for weekday." Now again, the way Rizvid looks at that case is, I know it's a mood for Shabbos, and I know it's not a mood for weekday. What's the halacha? It's a question. According to Rav Papa, it's not a question. It's a psak, which means mood for Shabbos is not mood for weekday. So that means the students of Rav Yehuda told him a psak. That makes sense. They're not asking him a question. They're telling him halacha. The Gemara says, So they're teaching Rabbi Yehuda halacha. That's very strange. Also, then they're telling him, again, they say it's a mood for Shabbos, and now they're saying it's a mood for Shabbos, it's not a mood for the weekday. It's a psak, and then he's responding, it's not a mood for the weekday. I agree with you. That's a very strange back and forth. The back and forth doesn't work anymore. So that's how you reject Rav Papa. Um, Rav Yanei. Meresha Nami Daika. Rav Yanei says, I agree. I think the beginning of the mission also doesn't read like Rav Papa. And it reads more like Rav Zid. Diktani, Yeah, this is a very nitty-gritty in the Mishnah. The Mishnah had three cases, and then it had one line. Now, the line, the end of the Mishnah was... If it's a muid, you pay whole. If it's not a muid, you pay half. Now that's like a, a fluff line. Like it's really not necessary. There's two ways to read the Mishnah. The way Rav Zvid has is that each case is a question. Right? It's a muid for the Gitanim, and it's not a muid for Gedolim. What's the halacha? It's a muid for one species. It's not a muid for another species. What's the halacha? It's a muid for people. It's not a muid for animals. What's the halacha? And the answer then would be that line. That line would be addressing all of them, which is, what it's a mood for, it's a mood. What it's not, it's not. The problem is, according to Rav Papa, that's how Rizvid looks at it, that is questions. According to Rav Papa, it's not questions, it's psokim. A mood for ketanim is not a mood for gedolim. A mood for behema is not a mood. A mood for people is not a mood for behema. It's psokim. So what's that last line doing? That last line is just an extra line. If Rizvid looks at it as questions, okay, so that's the answer. According to Rav Papa, it's not questions. It's an unnecessary line. The Gemara says, Now, 
Paska, those are all three psokim. My sua shamur loy nezek shalom, vishenu wun la mechazi nezek. So what's the last line giving? Ad hashaloy ashmina, da hasam shalom nezek shalom, mu mishalom, chazi nezek, mu mishalom nezek shalom. Don't I already know this? So what is that last line doing? So that's another rejection of Rav Papa. The imtem silar minami isla Rav Papa. Now, if you do agree with Rav Papa, that species that a mood for one species is not necessarily a mood for the other, but if an animal, if an ox attacks an ox, a donkey, and a camel, so it attacks three different species, that's a chazaka, that it is a mood for all species. Nasa mood, lakol, that is according to everybody. Okay, the rest of the daf is actually uh, much easier. Um, the, the Gemara has a couple uh, cases. Again, for it to be a mood, it has to attack three times. And now we're seeing that it's like, it could attack on Shabbos, so then it's a mood for Shabbos. If it doesn't attack on Shabbos, it attacks on the weekday, it's a mood for the weekday, and vice versa. So, Tanar Abonim. Roshan Norgach, Sharlonagach, Sharnogach, Sharlonagach, Sharnogach, Sharlonagach. So, in Oxy's, Ox A attacks, Ox B doesn't attack, Ox C attacks, Ox D doesn't attack, Ox E attacks, Ox X F it doesn't attack. So, it attacks every other Ox. So, what's the Halacha? Nasemud, the Sarug, and the Shvarm. It is now a mood for attacking every other ox, meaning, so if it sees an ox and attacks, it's not a mood. If it sees an ox doesn't attack, then it attacks a second ox, it is a mood for the second ox. It's a pattern. Basically, you follow the pattern. If an ox saw an ox and gored it, but then saw a donkey and did not gore, so it's, 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 the pattern is it attacks every other animal regardless of the species. So it attacks an ox, doesn't attack a donkey, attacks a horse, Gamlin doesn't attack a camel. Parad Nogach attacks a mule. Arad Nogach doesn't attack a wild donkey. Nasa Muad Lissirun Lakal. So the halach is it is a muad for every other species. Ibailu, I have a kasha. Here's the kasha. It has to attack three times in a row for it to be for that specific thing. Nogach, go to the next page. What if an ox gores a shar, a shar, a shar, an ox, a second ox, and a third ox, and then a chamar and a gamel, and then it attacks a donkey and a camel? So the question is. Well, you have three ox in a row. It's like, like slots. Like it's three ox in a row. So that means it's a, it's a it's a mood for oxen. So you have five attacks: ox, 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 camel, donkey. So do you look at it as the first three? It, it's it's one pattern of it attacks oxen. So it's a mood for oxen. One pattern. So it's a mood only for oxen. And then the camel and donkey is just two random species, not a, not a mood. Or you look at it like this: ox and ox. Stop. Then it attacked an ox, a donkey, and a camel. So now it's a mood for attacking all species. Haishar basra basar shvarm shadin lev akat le shvarm hudiyod lemidiachin loyod adilma haishar basar basar chamar vegamal shadin lev biyadu lekulimine. That's the two ways to look at it. Second question: chamar vegamal shar shar shar. Same thing, but instead of ox 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 donkey camel, it's now donkey camel ox ox ox. Same question. The question is: is the third animal, which is the first ox? Is that the end of the first grouping and it's a mood for all species, or is that the beginning of the second grouping and it's only a mood for oxen? Third question. It attacks on a Shabbos. It's the exact same thing, but instead of species, it's time. Shabbos, Shabbos, Shabbos. It attacks on Shabbos, the next Shabbos, the next Shabbos, three Shabbos Monroe, and then then Sunday and Monday. So the question is, is that three Shabbos in a row and it's a mood for Shabbos only? Or do you say, no, Shabbos, Shabbos is one, and then it's Shabbos Sunday, Monday, and now it's a mood for attacking for attacking um, any day. Another question. Okay, that, that's the question. Chamishi b'Shabbos, 
Erev Shabbos for Shabbos, and then Shabbos, Shabbos, Shabbos. So it's, it attacked on Thursday, Friday, Shabbos, and then Shabbos, Shabbos. Same question. Teku, all of those are teku. Okay? One more question. Nogach Shor, Yom Chamisha Osser, Bechoydish Zah, Yom Shisha Osser, Bechoydish Zah, Yom Shiva Osser, Bechoydish Zah. So it attacked on the first month, January 15th, February 16th, and March 17th. So is there a pattern that it attacks every month the following day? So it would be March, April 18th, it would be a mood. So that's the question. So it's plugged to the Rav Shmuel. It's a machlekes Rav Shmuel. It's a plugged to the machlekes Rav Shmuel. The Itmar, the Itmar, Rosa Yom Chamisha Asa Bechoydish Zeh Yom Shisha Asa Bechoydish Zeh Yom Shiva Asa Bechoydish Zeh. There's a kind of benida that is called Kviyas Vesis. That means that if a woman finds that she has a pattern that every day, every month on the same day she's a nida, then she's only a nida from that point onward. And if she sees blood, we don't assume that she was really Anita before that. That's her time. Let's say she does one month, the first month, January 15th, she becomes Anita, then February 16th, then March 17th. So what is, does she have a pattern yet? It's Machlig is Rav and Shmuel. Rav Amar, Kvala Vesis. Rav says, yes, she has a pattern, which is that she is always Anita the following month, the next day. So she is Anita, January, March, April, it would be January, February, March, it would be April 18th. That would be the, the pattern. And before that, she's not Tommy. Shmuel says no. Shmuel says it is not. Uh, it is not set until she does it a fourth time. So look, Shmuel looks at it, the first time is not enough. She would have to do it January, February, March, April, and then May. She's she's a Vesa. So according to him, you would have to attack four times. That's the sheet. That's the Machlegas Rav and Shmuel. Now, yeah, yeah, it's just a. You have to know how this applies to all of the cases, but that's the Shita Shmuel. If, let's say, a shayfer, you hear a shayfer blast and it gores, then call shayfer nagach, a second time a shayfer blast and gores, call shayfer nagach, third time, what do you see? Nasa mu'ud shefaris. It's now a mu'ud for attacking when it hears a shayfer. So if it attacks when it hears a shayfer, it's a mu'ud. If it attacks without a shayfer, it's a tam. So it's a pshita, yeah, this is just, what's the chiddush? Ma'ud is saying, high shayfer kama siyuta ba'amud in You might think that the first shayfer blast that it attacked, it was just frightened, it didn't actually, it shouldn't be counted as part of the pattern. Kamash malon, no, it is part of the pattern. Okay, just to finish up the daf, the Mishnah says, Sharshal Yisrael shenagach sharshal hagdish. If an ox belonging to a regular Jew gores an ox belonging to hagdish, or shall hagdish shenagach sharshal hadid, or vice versa, Potter, both cases are potter. So the, the Hegdish doesn't have to pay if its ox gores a regular Jew, and a regular Jew doesn't have to pay if its ox gores Hegdish. Why? Because the Pasuk says, Shareyeyu. The Pasuk describes Hezek with Shareyeyu. Veloy Shar Shal Hegdish. Reyeyu means not Hegdish. So Hegdish is not included in the Parsha. Shar Shal Yisrael Shanagal Shar Shal Kanani. If a Jewish ox gores a non-Jewish ox, an ox would belong to a Kanani. Potter, you don't have to pay. But a Kanani's ox that gores a Jewish ox, whether it's a Tamar Mu'ud, it has to pay Nezik Shalom. 
Okay, so our mission has said that if an, a Jewish ox, if an ox gores hegdish or vice versa, it's potter in all cases. Masis and the like are shimmenasi. This is not like a shimmenasi. The Tanya shimmenasi has a middle sheeta. Shar shall hegdish shenagach shar shall hegdish shall hegdish the shall hegdish shenagach shar shall hegdish potter. The Tanya kama is our mission. Shem shari eyu v'loy shar shall hegdish. Rishimmenasi says no, no, no. Shar shall hegdish shenagach shar shall hegdish potter. I agree with you. If an ox belonging to hegdish. Gores, a regular person's ox, the hegdish does not have to pay. But, but if a regular person's ox gores a hegdish's ox, you always have to pay nezek shalom. There's no tam, no muid, always nezek shalom. So our Mishnah is not like Shemim So the Gemara says, Amri, well, what's Rishim and Shita? Because our Mishnah says both cases potter because Re'eyu Vleishel Hegdish. Rishim Shita is kind of interesting because he says if Hegdish's ox gores your ox potter, but your ox gores Hegdish's ox, you pay Nazik Shalom. Well, what's the pshat? The Gemara says, Ire'eyu Dafka feel Shahedish and Nagashashal Hegdish lifter. Ire'eyu Lab Dafka feel the Hegdish Nami Nagat the Hegdil Chayb. I understand. If you go with he- if Re'eyu excludes Hegdish from the Parsha, it should be potter in all cases. If it doesn't, then it should never be potter. So well, why is it that one case potter, one case not? So the Gemara says, so maybe the pshat is like this. Really, re'eyu is dafka, meaning hegdish is really should not included in the parsha. So if hegdish's ox scores your ox, hegdish doesn't have to pay. But if your ox scores hegdish's ox, you have to pay. Why? Kavachaymer. Even though it's not included in the parsha, it's kavachaymer. If my ox scores your ox, I have to pay. Kavachaymer. If my ox scores hegdish, I should have to pay. It's a kavachaymer. If my ox scores your ox, I have to pay. If my ox scores Hegdish, I have to pay. Here's the problem. There's a concept in a Kavachomer, which means if you're learning out from a Kavachomer, it's limited to the source material. So what's the Kavachomer? If my ox, which goes your ox, I have to pay. If my ox scores Hegdish. Well, if my ox scores your ox, I don't only pay Chatzinezek, because it's a Tom. So that should be the same thing by Hegdish. If you're learning it out from a regular ox attack, then it should be to have the same rules of Hegdish, of, of, of Tam, Tam and Mood. So what's the Pshah? The Gemara says, Amr Yishlakish, really, the truth is like this. Really, everything is included, everything should always pay Nezek Shalom. Really, when an animal attacks, like all Hezek, you should pay Nezek Shalom. And when the Pasuk says the word Re'ehu, Right, which means not hegdish. It's not excluding hegdish from hezek. It's excluding hegdish from the rules of tam. So when the pasuk says re'eyu and not hegdish, it's not excluding that hegdish is not including in hezek. It means hegdish is included in hezek. It's included in the parsha. It just doesn't have the concept of tam, which means if your animal attacks hegdish, you have to pay nezek shalom. Re'eyu gave tam. Re'eyu the tam shalom chazin nezek mechal the hegdish bein tam bein mu mechalom nezek shalom. I'll prove it to you because it says the word Re'eyu by the parish of Tam. So that's you see the word Re'eyu is not excluding Hegdish Legamri, it's just excluding it from paying Chatzinezek. Now why is it, so Rashi says, so why is it that if Hegdish's animal attacks, if Hegdish is included in the parish, why is Hegdish's animal attacks as a potter? That's from a different Pasuk, that's a different exclusive heter, but in general Re'eyu, Hegdish is included in the parish.